Welcome to the Career Medis Podcast. I'm your host, Nisar Ahmad. I am the founder and editor of the blog, careermedis.com. And this is episode 47 of the podcast. And this episode is part of the A Day in the Life of series of episodes. Uh, in each of these episodes, over the past few interviews, I've conducted interviews with individuals from a particular career or profession. And the goal of these uh, particular episodes are for the listeners to learn about a particular job. Let's say if that is the uh, industry they want to focus on or start a career in, they will have some first-hand experience from listening to these episodes. And uh, for today's episode, I am speaking with a logistics officer. And our guest's name is Fred Braun. Um, Fred will be sharing his experience, how he got started in this profession where he stands today, some of the benefits, some of the challenges, etc. So, Fred, welcome to the podcast. Thanks very much, uh, Nasser. Uh, thanks for having me on here. You're welcome. You're welcome. And the first question I always ask my guests is uh, just so the audience can get a little bit of context. Where are you calling from? So, I'm calling from uh, Moncton, New Brunswick, and I am a supply chain and logistics officer for the Canadian Red Cross for Atlantic Zone. So I'm going to oversee all of Atlantic Canada. It's uh, actually coincidental because very recently I had another guest from Moncton, uh, but I, I'd still like to hear your perspective. What is a fun fact about Moncton that a lot of people do not know about unless they have been there? A fun fact about Moncton. I'm going to generalize it maybe a little bit more even into New Brunswick. The one thing that we have here is the title board. And because we have the highest tides in the world, this wave comes across and you can actually see this wave moving down the river and uh, just really, really amazing. We've even had people surfing on it now. So I think that's a pretty interesting thing about Moncton and in New Brunswick in general. Is that, the, uh, is that uh, related to the Bay, Bay of Fundy? Yes. Okay. Yeah, because we're tied right out to the ocean and it's the Bay of Fundy that uh, gives us that connection. And when the tide comes in, you can see the wave, like I said, move, and it's generally several feet high. Very, very interesting. And I've heard from people, I'm, I'm based in Toronto, Canada, so I've heard from people who have been to the East Coast, New Brunswick, and they say it's amazing in, in the summertime and springtime. It's a beautiful part of Canada. So, yeah, thanks for sharing that. I always like to hear perspectives yep. of, about where they're calling from. Uh, you did introduce yourself. You mentioned that you work in supply chain and logistics. Uh, before we hear your story, I'm curious, uh, so that people understand, what is a, uh, what exactly is a logistics officer? And you know what, that's actually a pretty good question because a lot of people ask that because they just don't always understand the, the full realm of logistics. Generally, logistics is the department or the group or the team that handles the movement of stock, the inventory of it, getting it to where it needs to be, when it needs to be there. Um, we generally do a lot of problem solving to to make those things happen. Logistics is generally a support role behind the scenes to a lot of other teams. I, I guess there could be similarities to an I, IT or an IS department as well, where when you need a computer, 
there is just a working computer sitting, sitting there waiting for you. We do the same thing whether you need the supplies, if you need them in an office, if you need them in that location over there. We're the ones who source it, warehouse it, move it, and set it up. Fair enough. And I'm sure we'll be hearing more about uh, the role as we go along the interview. But I'm also curious to hear your story. How did you come about becoming a logistics officer? I've had a quite a variety of a background. And I think each piece played into the bigger role of me becoming where I am right now. One of my earlier jobs was uh, in the nightclub industry, tracking uh, alcohol, ordering it, pricing it, storing it. That kind of brought me into a different role with uh, as a shipping uh, supervisor, shipping out product um, to a lot of locations in, in an auto industry um, warehousing. Um, I've also been like a, a manager of a receiving team in an industrial warehouse setting. And just I've seen so many of these different variety components of it. And it's kind of brought me where I am today. Um, a lot of where I am at today is also being in the right place at the right time, asking the right things and doing the right things. I've been a part of uh, some major responses for the Red Cross, and it's just a combination of all those things to see the variety of, I'm not, I'm not focused on just, say, procurement. I'm not just focused on warehousing. I've had the experience to see all of those different components. I think really the best way to say where I am today is not because I did step one, which brought me to step two, which brought me to step three. It's just a combination of all these varieties. That's, uh, yeah, thanks for sharing that. It's all, I always love to hear where, how people got started where they are today. So it's always good to hear uh, the perspectives. Um, now I want to switch gears and learn a little bit more in depth about the role. For someone listening and if they are wondering what a day-to-day looks like for a logistics officer, what would that be? A day-to-day, it's, a big variety of things um, on a regular basis. I mean, I'm uh, on emails and phone calls, a lot of collaboration with um, colleagues across the entire country. Um, there's not many of us logistics people, so we uh, kind of work together a lot to uh, get our areas consistent and prepared. We do a lot of physical inventory accounts as well. I rely on teams out in the field to provide some of the data but some of it I physically will go do myself. Um, I need to do some traveling, visit the locations. Um, if there's any issues that I can resolve about the facilities or the processes, uh, building our teams comes in in the normal course of a day or in the course of a week or even in a month. Uh, my role also encompasses that of a uh, purchasing agent. So I will also be purchasing supplies that have been uh, used for the replenishment. I might be looking at new services or new products, so now i got to go source out new vendors as well, um, getting quotes, getting ideas. So there's a lot of those side projects as well, in addition to paying the normal invoices and bills that a, a purchasing agent would do. There's two other things that I, that I do that I really like part of what I do, my day-to-day or my month-to-month or week-to-week, is building a logistics team. One person can't do it all. So I, I rely heavily on a, on a team of people out there in the field. And so it's always a matter of building that team up. Do I have enough of the people? Do I have the right people? Do I have, have I provided the right type of training? Are there improvements that we need to do in processes and and what stock do we do and, and why do we do it? The other really interesting thing that I do as a logistics officer that 
maybe than a normal thing for logistics in other industries is that I actually go out to disaster scenes and I provide that same logistical support. And for us, what that means, I could be doing anything of ensuring that you had a car to get here. I have the supplies that you're going to need, whether it's product you're passing out to our clients or it's the pen that you're writing with, the food that you're eating or the accommodations where you're sleeping. And so with all of that variety, um, essentially makes up my job, my job, my day to day, week to week and month to month, just huge variety of uh, things that can happen on any given day. And of all the things that you just mentioned, Fred, what are some of the things that you enjoy about the role? What I found I really enjoy is that, is that hectic or sometimes hectic pace, uh, the variety of it, that an issue will come up, it'll be addressed, solved, and I move on. And then I get five more of those today kind of thing. I like that, that hectic pace. I like that um, variety of it. Um, those, those things really keep me excited and interested in the job. Uh, and I, I find too here with my role now is the people that I'm working with. If you have a great team around you, it's going to make your job so much easier and so much more enjoyable. I'm now 42. I think this is probably the best job I've ever, ever had, partly because of the team, partly because of the organization I'm with, but I'm really, really enjoying what I do. The, that variety and that we're doing things that make a difference to people. It's, it's really amazing. I think those are key things. I mean, it's important no matter what you do to really enjoy it because you're spending, uh, I don't think it's 40 hours. It's more, more than that per week, you know. If you take more. The, yeah, it's definitely more than if you take the commute, if you take the things that you do at home. So it's very important to enjoy. So I'm glad to hear that. Um, now, I always ask this question as well because every job I've come across has some things which I call challenges. So for people to be aware, mm-hmm. what do you think, or what are some of the challenges that one will face in your particular line of work? Well, how I mentioned, I enjoy the, uh, the hectic uh, pace and the variety of tasks. That may not be for everybody. And, and that's real, reality. Not everybody will do it or enjoy it. So if you can handle hectic pace, if you can handle variety, definitely this would be a, a, an interesting uh, job to research further. Um, for me, some of the challenges that I face are things that are kind of outside of my control. An example would be if we have national contracts and when we set that up, it might not meet my demands or my needs for what my project is. And so then sometimes that I is what I find challenging, but I work with my colleagues and I say, well, what challenges do you face and how are you addressing those challenges? Because really a challenge, I still have to get a project done. And, and these are some of the roadblocks. And, and so how do we get over these roadblocks and, and address these challenges? Um, the other challenge that I, I really have to be aware of, and you mentioned it too with the amount of hours, is you really got to have a good work-life balance. It can't all be about work. And when you do have your time off, you do need to relax. You do need that family time if you have family or just even personal uh, reflection time. Um, I've seen a lot of people come through and they get – too, too into it, and then they burn out, and then they're gone again. So, I, I would really encourage people to always be mindful of that. It's an expression that I've always heard, and I never really uh, put too much into it. Uh, but now I see, I've learned my lesson of don't get burned out, 
have a really, really good work-life balance. And and that's always going to be a challenge, especially for us in the middle of a disaster to still have downtime, but still yet get your job done. So those are a couple of challenges that I face on a regular basis. And some of them I do really good with and other ones I still struggle, but that's what a challenge is in my sense. A question now I have is if someone listening to this or someone has already thought about getting into this career, what do you recommend uh, some of the things they can do to get started? How does one go about becoming a logistics officer? I think one of the best things to do is to first self-evaluate yourself, Um, you as a person and some of the skills that you have. I found where what's got got to me to where I am today are some of the skills like problem solving analytical and critical thinking, looking for self-improvement, looking in for improvement in processes. So you really have to start with those basic foundations. If you feel you have those, and like I said, you also like the hectic pace and, and the craziness of the, of the industry, then you can start looking forward. The next step I would suggest is uh, education and experience. Both play a, a huge role. I personally have leaned more towards the experience side, uh, if you can come in and you can show that you know what you're doing because you've done it, you've learned the mistakes, you've improved, I, I think that's a huge, huge benefit. And to get experience, it's logistics falls under supply chain management, and there's so many different um, components of that. Um, so if you're liking doing accounting, you could be into uh, purchasing uh, roles. If you're into warehousing, well, you can keep, keep uh, working through that component. If you're big on organizing people like an event planner, maybe you look into like a supervisory role where you're managing teams. There's so much variety out there that could fall as experience. It's just amazing. So I really, really strongly recommend if even if it's a brand new person out of high school looking into this, just go do some experience, whether it's warehousing or finances or whatever it is just get some kind of basic and from that basic you can um, work on that the other side is the education there are several courses and and programs that one could take as certificates and degrees um, to get a really good understanding of logistics and supply chain Um, there's so many different moving components of it. It, it it's hard to grasp any one really in-depth, but the courses really go towards that. I know there's um, an organization called the Canadian Institute of Traffic and Transportation, CITT, and they have an excellent program there. Strongly recommend that to almost anybody, and it's also something that employers look for. Um, They need a good balance of experience versus education. Um, So those are probably a couple good three quick ones. Do a little self-evaluation, get some experience, and then look at your education. You did mention education and a little bit of certifications. What about degree? Um, is there is, is a degree necessary or what type of degree is necessary? I'm not uh, familiar with any actual degree program. Um, and working with some of my colleagues and some of my um, counterparts across the country as well, I'm not hearing of a degree as such. Um, it's usually a certificate level course. Some of, I'm starting to see more and more Colleges are, are providing these certificates. Um, I mentioned the CITT because that's one, I think it was one of the first ones. It's based in the industry, and it's one that I've seen on numerous employers are looking for that one. 
I would look towards a certificate. But again, I, I place a high emphasis on the experience itself and the education more of a support role to that experience. Okay, so once someone has taken your advice and started, what do you think, uh, or let me ask you this, what does an ideal career path look like? Uh, where can they take this career? You know, that's a really good question, and it's one uh, that I've, I've had to think about myself. Um, I don't know of any real ideal career path. It's not finish your high school, take these courses, do this, and then you're automatically that. Um, say like a doctor where, okay, I want to take these courses, I need to understand this component, then I go for this specialty training. An ideal career path for logistics, because it's an encompassing under supply chain, I don't think that an ideal one actually exists. You need to find out where your strength is. Like I said, if you if you like doing purchasing and, and stuff like that, maybe you are towards an actual purchasing agent, and that falls under logistics. If, we get at the warehousing. That falls under logistics. I've reflected on, on some of these questions, and I think back to my past uh, experiences, and I realized I was doing logistics without ever realizing I was doing it or the company calling it logistics. I did liquor inventory control. I did receiving. I did shipping. I never really thought of those as logistics. So some of the people that are already out there working and doing things, they might already be doing logistics. Um, they may never be called a logistics officer, but they're the go-to guy to get stuff done. So if you're the guy that's getting stuff done, you're probably doing logistics. If it's go get us this, this new product, go find us where we can buy this, you're already doing it. And that's what I find is really interesting is too. I ended up with a title that says logistics officer, but I never really realized all of those other jobs I was already doing it. I, again, ideal career path, just, just get out there, do something, um, ask the questions, ask the processes, look for improvements, make sure you're an analytical problem solving kind of a person. You're probably going to default into a logistics role of some sort. Okay. Uh, so the last question I have for this interview, what advice will you give to someone who wants to get into the field? You did share some ideas before, but if you can, if someone comes to you and asks you for advice, what would he say? That's a pretty good question too. Um, like I said, I, I think it really goes back to, are you sure you know what you're getting into? Do you really have those problem-solving and analytical and critical thinking skills that are going to be needed? Logistics, from what I've seen, is problem solving. People don't know where to turn. They don't know where to go. They don't know how to solve the issue. If you can be the one that's solving the issue, you're probably already having the right skills. It follows up with getting some experience. For me, where I am with the Red Cross is I started as a volunteer. Um, I went on to my first large-scale response, actually my first two, as a volunteer, never realizing it was going to lead to something else. Um, I went out to Saskatchewan wildfires a couple years ago. I went out to Alberta Fort Mac uh, wildfires as well. And I started both of those as a volunteer and doing the logistics. And they needed people to just get stuff done, solve some issues and move on because the list has 20 items on it and they all need to be done. So I like to have the pace. And, and so I got into that. Never would have realized volunteering would have brought me to where I am today. So Get out there, get the experience, 
if it's in a warehouse, then you're paid great. If it's a volunteer and you're, you're building a disaster kit for us in that kind of a context, great. Um, if you're working even at a food bank and helping unload the trucks, it's getting you started and getting you into the industry and getting you asking hopefully the question, is this what I want to be doing? And then, like I said, the other, the last bit of, if you really find this is what you want to be doing, uh, supplement it with the education. Look up your community colleges or, or your local areas and see what training is out there. Some of it's industry and some of it's uh, schools like CITT. So that would probably be the best three things that I could say is that self-evaluate, get the experience, and then look for education. Thanks, Fred. Uh, that, that is an amazing summary. And I like some many of your answers. You did that. You answered, then you went back. So very thorough. Uh, I think you're a great person to interview. Thank you very much for being part of this uh, podcast. Yeah, well, thank you very much for uh, having me on here. I really do hope uh, people take this as, as a positive um, experience for them and that they really look at it. We do always need more people in logistics. It is a growing field. A lot more focus is being put onto it. So Really strongly encourage people, if, if this is starting to pique your interest, really follow it through. We really need you to uh, help us out as uh, logistics people across, across the country. Yeah, that, that's a great wrap-up. Uh, thanks, Fred, once again. You're very welcome, and uh, good luck to everybody out there. Thanks, folks, for listening to this episode of the Career Medis podcast. Uh, I have, as usual, written a brief summary of the interview uh, in the form of a blog post. If you enjoyed this particular episode and you learned something new, feel free to post a comment or a review. And if you really loved it, uh, definitely go ahead and share this episode among your network. Uh, as always, you can find the other episodes of the Career Medis Podcast on TuneIn, Stitcher, and iTunes. Uh, until next time, this is Nisar Ahmad, your host for the Career Medis Podcast. Thank you. Thank you.